Hey folks, it is Friday. Welcome to another edition of Intelligame Radio. This time we're doing something a little different than we've done before. You're probably used to hearing Jenny Wyndham every other Friday with various commentary and criticism. And this week, we're actually both up in Seattle for PAX West. So we thought that we would talk a little bit beforehand about what we're excited about and just other things that are on our mind in regards to one of the largest conventions for games that North America has to offer. So, uh, Jenny, it's good to have you here. Yay, I'm so excited to be here <laughs> with you, with another person, which is so nice. Yeah, we we so frequently run these things kind of in isolation, and I'm, I think that it'll be important to have more opportunities where we have groups of voices who can talk about ideas and, and all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny going into PAX, because like, I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, in terms of specifically like indie games and game development because so yeah. much of it is done in isolation and you know it, like you hear about devs they're in their own studios in their own homes and this is like the one time we can all kind of hang out and sort of emerge from the darkness of our home <laughs> offices you know uh to to see other people in the industry so yeah i'm super excited to talk about it yeah pax is a it's a it's an interesting show. I went last year. I want to say I went the year before that, and it's so absurd how much <laughs> stuff there is. But it's one of the opportunities for folks to just get together and kind of celebrate games in a space that, though it is really, I mean, salesy, like people are trying to sell games and hardware and stuff on the floor. It also is a really great opportunity for just the public to be able to show up and play games and meet other people who care about games and the culture around them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what I what I love about PAX that I don't really get the feeling from with a lot of other game events in particular is that even though it's so big, there's this personal feeling behind it. Um, particularly, I mean, they do a really good job and I, I'm so biased towards the indies, but like with the, the indie mega booth and these events where you have the devs there to be able to talk to, you have yeah. content creators there that you can talk to in the panels and there's just this really communal vibe that happens that I really, I enjoy as a, as an attendee every year. Yeah. The, uh, the folks over at Spawn on Me did an episode of their podcast recently where they interviewed the founder of Indie Mega Booth. Oh, nice. And yeah, it, there's just, it has good history behind it and it also has good people who are running it. I do think that there's something to being able to provide a location where indies that aren't super huge yet can still actually be on the show floor. Uh, for, for folks who might not have attended a PAX before, it there are tons of people who show up and they have these giant booths and you know there's a lot of glitz and glamour and stuff like that but for smaller indies who might not be able to afford to not only buy the floor space but also ship out the stuff for their booth and get table coverings and banners and all that nonsense um they they might not be able to to create the presentation on the floor so the indie mega booth and the indie mini booth provide spaces where people can bring essentially just their games in many cases for the mini booth um, and be able to take up some space on the floor and get their game seen, even if they don't necessarily have as large a budget as some other indies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's really going off of that sort of the power in numbers um, and the power in community. You know, you see these 
developers and when you walk through the indie mega booth it's really cool because they're interacting with each other they're supporting each other's games uh because they're all there to to really celebrate the fact that they they've made a game and they've made it you know they've made it to a point where people can play it and they can consume their games so it's just a really fun environment to be around um and of course, the rest of the show floor, like, it's just the spectacle, you know, you, <laughs> you walk around and I just, um, you know, referring back to like uh, previous packs I was in, I mean, you've got like Fortnite with their huge llama rodeo show that's like right. happening when, you know, you've got these huge screens everywhere, tons of people, um, <laughs> which that's actually probably what I'm least looking forward to is the crowds. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just one of those things where you kind of go to this event and adrenaline starts like the moment you get into line and you kind of just have to ride that adrenaline until, <laughs> until you ride back home. It's, it's so hard with this show though, because it's <laughs> a four day conference. Like, yeah, it, I, there is three days you always you get to the end of day three and you're like man I wish I just had one more day so I could see these things I missed and then about the middle of day four you're like mm, <laughs> I could have gone home yesterday that had been fine yeah. <laughs> I, I actually uh last year did an interview with Rami Ismail uh for an episode of the Intel game podcast and we had talked about that how you just get this day floor this day four slump where you're just like mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna make this happen. We're, mm-hmm. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> we're we're here. Yep. We're gonna we're we're gonna do it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean. Uh, I'll be going to PAX uh, for work, and so a lot of my appointments I really try to get in that first day or so when everyone is running still off excited. of the happiness. Yeah, they're still excited. <laughs> you try to avoid the last day for anything other than. Seeing the last couple of games that you didn't get a chance to see, right. and then maybe just drinking a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jenny, you have done a couple of preview videos over on your personal YouTube, uh, Kim Chica, which mm-hmm. people can find at YouTube.com/slash Kim Chica. Uh, can you talk a little bit about a couple of games that you're really excited to see on the show floor? Oh man, that is a tough one. Um, there, I keep, I think I say this every time I get ready to go to an event like PAX where I'm like, I feel like we're living in this golden age of video games in terms of the amount of games coming out. Yes. But also some of the content and the, the stuff I see being explored in games is just outstanding. You know, sure. it's, it's really, really exciting to see as a, as a person who's in the industry as a, as a gamer. Um, I have to say one of my most anticipated titles to try out is Boyfriend Dungeon. <laughs> I was going to say that too. <laughs> I'm so, so excited about Boyfriend Dungeon. Um, it's this what, title. What excites you about it? Oh, oh sorry. It, yeah, you were going to say it. Okay. It's this title by Kit Fox Games um, where it, it's kind of a, a nice little mashup between a dating sim and a dungeon crawler, from my understanding. And so you're romancing not just regular folks, but your swords, your weapons. And so you bond with your weapon by fighting with it. You get to know it. Uh, and and you're clearing out this dungeon as a summer job, I think is what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're spending all of this cash you're earning from your summer job on romancing your, 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 your special waifu or husbando i guess <laughs> <laughs> and um the best part is that you know you've got um 
male and female choices. You have, you know, a wide range. You can pick anyone who you'd like. But mm-hmm. what I loved is that they have a cat who I think, what's it called? The the bracer, those knuckles that you can use to punch. I think so. <laughs> yeah, the cat who is the, the weapon of a bracer. And so they've also provided the option of if you don't want a romantic relationship, uh, you can you can hang out with the cat and just pet the cat. And that could be your you know platonic relationship. And I thought That's that really was cool. really amazing. Yeah, that even though it's a dating sim, it's also kind of a, a friendship sim in that way. Um, and that relationships don't necessarily have to be romantic. And I thought that was really neat. Yeah, I think that ties into a little bit of what we've talked about here on IGR a little bit ago about accessibility mm-hmm. and the idea that, you know, by providing people an opportunity to experience a game the way that they want to, like that doesn't do harm to it. So mm-hmm. it, it really just enhances it. So having, you know, male, female, non-binary characters, having the opportunity to have no romance for folks who are aromantic, asexual, or would just like to explore those options in game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really sharp. And I think, uh, the folks over at uh, Kit Fox and Tanya Short have done a lot of a lot of legwork, and you can tell um, on Twitter that everybody's really right. excited about it. I know their Kickstarter, I think, just blew it out of the water Insta-fund, too. Basically, yeah, it was unbelievable. I think it was like a matter of hours, if if that. Um, and I think their Kickstarter is going until September fourteenth. So if people wanted to go in and support that, they absolutely could. <laughs> sure. Um, but I'm trying to think, I mean, there's so many games, um, there's one that's, that I'm very interested to see how it plays out because I think the concept is very timely. Uh, it's called Headliner, Novi News. And the premise is you are, I think, an editor in charge of the, the headlines for a newspaper. And so the choices that you make and what you publish affects the, I believe Novi is the name of the world. Um, but your your publish published news will affect the world around you and so it's kind of what what will happen as you control the news what will happen as you control the truth and and what you choose to present to the to the people in your city um, and I think depending on you know how, how that plays out what choices are provided uh, that could be a very very interesting game to play especially right now yeah I I would love to check that game out I think it ties into a little bit um, We've talked about Nikki Case's um, We Become What We Behold, the Mm -hmm. sort of symbiotic relationship that we have with our media and that the media influences us and then we influence our media. Um, And I think there have been a number of games that have come out that have tried to handle this sort of like, you handle the news. Uh, The Westport Independent was one that I I didn't enjoy as much. but I would love to see uh, a take that not only talks about sort of the handling of media, but the ways that that influence, the way that the world then reacts to, like you said, what is presented as truth, what is, uh, you know, what becomes the data set that people are acting on. Mm-hmm. And it is in 2018, I think particularly, you know, in the wake of what happened this past weekend in Jacksonville, um, you know, having that sense of, what information comes into us, you know, and the ways that that mm-hmm. affects the way that we look at the world around us. Um, Cause it's kind of hard to not think about the, you know, the shooting that took place in, in Jacksonville at the Madden tournament and not think, Oh, it feels kind of strange to go to public places. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and I think 
um, that's something that has been on my mind um, more than I kind of wanted even to admit to myself um, in some ways, you know, knowing especially just coming like one, one week away from this event, uh, you know, how is that going to affect packs and the experience that I have? How is it going to change the way that I maybe walk around the city, walk around the event? Um, it's just been something that's kind of in the been on the back of my mind that, you know, that I wasn't, uh, I don't know. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's, it's one of those things. I think the whole, the whole situation right now in the U S everything that's happening, I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm at a loss for words. Um, you know, cause we've had so many things happen. Right. Uh, you almost don't know how to react at a certain point. Cause it's like, well, I've had a lot of these feelings already. How, how do I react again to this? Yeah. Thing? I, it, I don't know. It, it feels it it's frustrating in the respect that like i don't i don't want to have varied reactions to mass shootings right Mm -hmm. but in america it's like we've had we have these events so frequently that you can't help but start to feel like nuances or degrees of affectation Mm -hmm. and i think that particularly like watching the gaming community i saw a couple people who had tweeted and said you know, I just realized that like this could happen to me at a at a gaming event because this was at a Madden tournament. Um, I was actually, I think the first time I thought that was on, um, I was at CES when the Paris attacks happened mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago. And you could see all of the, you know, the Parisian, like the French booths would put up these, you know, French flags. And um, yeah, it just, it changes your perspective of what it means to be in these large spaces. You instinctively, particularly like going to PAX or something where there's so much enthusiasm and there's so much excitement, like right. it creates this commu- this sense of a communal bond, right? And everybody, mm-hmm. you feel like everybody's kind of in it together. Um, and having that, having that floating in the background of like, where are the exits? Like, do I know where my friends are? Those kinds of things. It it throws a wrench in that system in, in kind of unexpected ways. And I can't help but imagine that though the, the officials at PAX have issued a statement saying that they are taking security into account and they're trying to do something about that, I think it's something that'll be weighing on people's minds through the weekend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, but, um, oh I was just going to say... Um, are, are there any titles maybe that you're also looking forward to coming coming into PAX that you're getting excited about? You know, I uh, I am not as great at doing the research pre-PAX. I usually will use um, day one to just kind of walk around and get a sense of like, what are the things that I'm really excited about? Um, I've, I am pretty stoked about Boyfriend Dungeon. Um, I would say that my there are actually two events that I'm interested in attending and they aren't packs. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two events that actually are open to the public. I know at least one of them is free and uh, right, I think is free. They're both open to the public. I know that much. And uh, and they're taking place over PAX weekend or over Labor Day weekend, I guess, as many would call it. Um, and it's six, the Seattle Indies Expo and the Mix, which is mm-hmm. um, they're both indie game showcases. The Mix has been one of my favorite events to check out since GDC, like two and two, maybe three years ago. And 
it's just a really cool place to be able to see a big span of indie games. Um, and this time the mix actually starts at like 2 p.m. on Saturday and runs until like midnight. So mm-hmm. for folks who are going to be in the Seattle area, I think even if you don't have a PAX badge, you can still show up and check out the games. Yep, it's awesome. I think from two to six is as also family time. So like mm-hmm. you can bring kids. Yeah, all ages. Um, and then I think from seven to closing is is 21 plus because at that point they'll have like a, a bar, I think, available. So right. um, yeah, I think the mix is one of my favorite events uh, at, and they've had it at other other um, game shows, which is really cool. So this is kind of almost going the way of like Indie Mega Booth, where it travels with these big game events or sort of nerd type events. And right. you can see them featuring games in more places than just PAX West, which is awesome. Yeah, and that's another event that I'm super excited about. It's a great chance to just, it's a smaller venue. It's a smaller group of people. So you just, there's more chance to play the games, <laughs> which yeah. is really nice. Yeah, and have you been to six before? Have you been to the Seattle Indies Expo? I have. I went last year. Um, they had like a Kickstarter, I think, or some sort of crowdfunding thing, so that it got on my radar from that, and so I okay. I participated in that, and then I went last year, and it was really great. I think six seems to be a little bit newer. It's also very it's Seattle based, um, so I think the game selection wasn't as wide last year as maybe perhaps the mix, but. I was looking at their list this year and it looks awesome. So I'm what's incredible is that, you know, PAX is not only allowing people who love video games to go to their event and enjoy those games there, but to the community of Seattle and people who are close by, like it's bringing all of these people with their own free events where they can try the same games that are at PAX. Like for the, I think a good chunk of the games in the mega booth and the mini booth, they're also going to be at the six and the mix. Yeah. So you can get a very similar, you know, very close PAX, ex- PAX experience if you, especially if you like indies. Yeah, it's it's a really good opportunity. And of course, you know, there'll be some of the AAA coverage, like you said, you know, with Fortnite and stuff like that. People who are um, have those larger showings that are on the show floor. But it's a really good weekend, like you said, for games as a whole mm-hmm. and for folks who enjoy games and want to be around other people who celebrate this medium it's a good time to be in Seattle. So. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I know we're we're getting kind of close to the end here. Um, I want to ask you one last question. And you are taking the train up to Seattle. Yes. What game are you going to be playing on the way up? Oh, my gosh. This is like the hardest decision. <laughs> More than packing, I've been just scouring the Switch store to see. like to. There's so to much. See. There's so much. So much I've, good stuff. I've been really loving Hand of Fate. Like I love when you played it on stream. I talked to my husband about it. He has already beaten it, and so he's like already told me about it. So I felt mm-hmm. kind of bad because I was like, oh, it took you know Josh to talk about it <laughs> for me to start playing it. But I, I'm really loving Hand of Fate too. Um, I'm thinking I I just went through and played Celeste again. So I'm kind of looking for another like maybe platformer of some I still sort. Need to play Celeste. Have you played Iconoclasts? I have not. That's that's actually been on my list. I've heard so, that's a really sharp platformer. I might that that might be what I download because yeah, I'm like there's a whole train ride and my goal is to not do any work on that train <laughs> ride, which is gonna be really hard for me, but it's gonna it's gonna happen. 
Um, cool. And you're you're taking the train as well, right? I am. Um, I'm taking a later train than you. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, uh, after we talked yesterday, I got back into Hand of Fate 2. And folks may see the uh, the video that dropped on Wednesday. Um, we have that new YouTube video up on our uh, on our YouTube channel, Intelligame Yay. Us, YouTube.com slash Intelligame Us. Um, so yeah, I've reopened Hand of Fate 2 and I'm really into that. But I'm also thinking about finally cracking the seal on uh, Zelda. <gasps> I, I haven't even put it in my Switch yet, even though I own it, because I know how much it takes over people's lives. Yeah. And there's this part of me that's like, if I'm going to have a couple dedicated hours, but then there is also a part of me that thinks I might just bring a notebook and write because I love train rides and I hear that the ride up to Seattle is gorgeous and I've never done it before. So It's beautiful. It's honestly one of the parts I look forward to most about going to PAX West is getting to ride <laughs> the train up to Seattle. It's one of the funniest things because it's just so nice to to travel and not have to drive and you know planes are fun they're fine they're they're planes um (laughs) but there's something really special about being in a train having that sort of it's like almost like analog travel you know it's like this sort of you get to still see things like you said the view is beautiful um you have your hands free so you can talk to people you don't have to worry about like other cars coming in or cutting you off you know it's really just freeing um yeah. yeah, I'm excited for you to experience it. I'm excited too. I'm, I, I'm think I'm really hoping that this turns out to be a really solid weekend for games, and for mental health, and for clarity, and for friends. Um, it's I don't know. I I have a great time at PAX, and I'm I'm looking forward to this year's too. Yay! Oh, all right. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for joining me today, um, for letting me actually take time on your space, because this is this is usually <laughs> your space. So thank you for letting me join you. Well, I was I'm like, thanks for having me, <laughs> <laughs> as always on IntelliGame stuff. Yeah. Um, do you want to give folks a quick breakdown where they can find you and your stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So let's see. They can find me on Twitter at Kimchika25. Um, I'm still bitter i can never get that handle (laughs) it's not ever gonna happen i think uh and then you can also find me on youtube at uh, youtube.com slash kimchika uh and on twitch at twitch.tv slash kimchika as well i think i mean i do instagram too but if you want to see my personal life which is mostly cats and (laughs) dance pictures um you can follow me at jenny.windom so that's my internet presence there you go (laughs) And uh, as, as always, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Wallstormer. And you can find more IntelliGame content by going over to our homepage, IntelliGame.us, or following us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at IntelliGameUs. And don't forget that we do have that Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash IntelliGameUs, where you can see our live streams go up Wednesdays from 6 to usually 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. And we're also hopefully going to be increasing our stream schedule. So you should go ahead, drop that follow and enable those notifications. So you see when we go live. And last but not least, if you haven't gone over to youtube.com slash us and checked out our new video, I really think you should. Uh, Adam Garner and mm-hmm. Gautam Shrikashan, who are the sort of the IGTV team. I, I don't like calling it IGTV because 
and you know the new instagram thing that i think isn't working <laughs> out that well so maybe we'll use it anyway but yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah um the igtv team they did a fantastic job editing this new video what drives our gaming um really thankful for the two of them and you jenny for helping to put all these pieces together um this is another really awesome opportunity to spread some good gaming criticism and commentary to the world so and last, last, but not least, I, I didn't mean to forget, we are still doing our fundraiser for Player vs. Hunger, Fluffy Pancakes nonprofit, where we're trying to raise money to battle issues of food insecurity here in the U.S. If you have even just a couple dollars to spare, you can go over to intgm.us slash juice money. That's intgm.us slash juice money and make that donation to help us reach our 10,000 juice box goal, roughly $3,300 or so. So uh, if you can pitch in, that would be fantastic. <sighs> Woo. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Got it. We're done. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again so much, Jenny. This has been fantastic. And uh, yeah, I would say to our listening audience, thank you for showing up. Have a fantastic weekend and keep telegaming. Jenny, you can you can oh, say something I too. Can. Oh, okay. yeah. You can. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you just finished it so well. <laughs> no, like it, no, it was both of us. We can both Yay. say keep keeping telegaming. Bye. 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 <laughs>